0: If you tell me you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to my newsletter where I talk about business, sales, marketing, self-improvement, whatever, then please, bro, just go down, check the link down below this podcast, and go subscribe. And while you're there, because you haven't, as punishment, you're going to follow my Twitter and my LinkedIn because I post there somewhat consistently. But yeah, let's get into it. So the other day, I left the gym, uh, had a nice upper body workout, and on my way home, I decided to pass by Publix, which if you're in Florida, you get it. If you're up north, it's Stop and Shop, th- that sort of thing, like Walmart, but nicer. And uh, that, I just wanted to get some egg whites and fruit, and on my way like to the cash register, I decided to get some honey mangoes, because I have a tree in my backyard, but they haven't grown yet, but I really wanted some honey mangoes. so. I decided to get some, but when I got there, there was this jolly old lady, Judith, also looking at the honey mangoes. She asked me what the price was, and then we just started talking about honey mangoes for like five minutes, and that was like my most enjoy, like that's one of my favorite conversations this week. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the 12th episode of the Tired to Retired podcast. I'm your host, Christian Arazzo. Damn, it feels good today. I hope you have all had a wonderful week um, so far. And let's get into this episode, man. Now, I know that I said last week that today's episode was going to be with a special guest, but that was entirely my fault. I, you know, kind of fucked up. I've had a really busy week in my new job, as I've said, and... It just hasn't worked out, and I'd rather have postpone that episode than you know rush it and make something that I'm not proud of. You know, you got to keep your standards high, so that's why we're gonna postpone it to next week. And it's okay; it's still gonna be a banger. But today's still still gonna be a banger, and for that reason, I decided as a as a sort of tribute to that, I should like talk a little bit more um, sincerely and almost deep. Today's gonna be a deep episode. I don't even know how long I'm gonna be talking, but I wanted to talk about some of the negativity. And you know, down points of my life. And I think it's very difficult to convey this in social media, you know, um, alongside the successes that you're trying to convey, you know, be and but at the end of the day, these like raw, negative, down aspects of our lives are still very much part of our life because they're what make us who we are today. And they're very important to share. And at the end of the day, they also like, you know connect with people more because more people can connect with you know the negativity than the positivity which is unfortunate but it just is the reality of the situation now before i fully get into it i just want to say i do do these podcasts and the newsletters everything for free that's just a good business model it's not like a noble you know character of mine so if you could please just reward me just by leaving a review down below even if it's one star, something that'll get the availability to go up just so other dif- other people can hear my message and the things that I have to say. I'm really trying to leave a long lasting legacy and that review will go a long way towards it. So in any case, I really appreciate you listening if you are. And yeah, let's get into it. So uh, 7- 2017 was a pretty difficult day or fucking bitch. So, twenty seventeen was a pretty difficult year for me and my family. You know, for my family, it was because my dad had just lost his job, so uh, there was a lot of uncertainty there. I also lost both of my grandparents, so st- stuff there. And then there was also the culture shock of like moving to a pretty bad area, like behind a Walmart and an apartment type shit. So it was, it was, it was a lot all in one year. But honestly, for myself, I think my my biggest personal struggle, like at least the one that has had the most long-lasting effect, has definitely to be with porn. Now, I was never really introduced to porn as a kid. I know some people have different stories. I know, like, I've heard, like, sleepovers and shit, like, their friend, like, yo, watch this shit, like, weird-ass shit like that. I was never really uh, introduced to that like that because, one, I didn't really have friends. <laughs> but also, you know, I just wasn't in that... um circumstance um i also i was just really a a youtube kid i was an, an ipad kid as they called it like you know i was always on youtube it was kind of you know where i formed my parasocial relationships it's where i you know escaped the world that i had as a as a kid and it was kind of where just like i was numbed from i won't even say pain but just everything you know i spent a lot of time on there But that all changed in the year 2017, and I'll never forget it. I was watching a Keemstar uh, video, fucking drama alert. Crazy, like, (laughs) thinking back to those days. But I was watching a a Keemstar uh, video, and one of the things that he talked about was about um, Molly Eskim. Bro, shout out Molly Eskim, FaZe Rugs girlfriend at the time i was not really into phase but obviously i knew who they were whatever you know knowing my age basically a celebrities or youtuber's girlfriend got their nudes leaked and i'll never forget that like watching the video and um because of that like going to twitter oh like look into it just just out of curiosity and then upon finding it just you know seeing light in my eyes as a kid you know and when you first discover that moment and you first discover that you have a penis as a man you know then it just kind of all goes spiraling now i'll never forget it um that little innocent or not not so innocent but that little such a subtle moment in my life kind of just was the Was the catalyst for everything, you know. After finding, you know, her nudes, I then spent that day hours just looking at others and sort of devouring uh, such content in a in a a world that I was yet to discover. And I think this is how it goes for a lot of people. Now, because it was such a tumultuous year for my friend, for my family. I was kind of not secluded, but I was to myself a lot. I was in my room a lot. I was playing video games, you know, just sort of in my own headspace because there was so much stress. You know, both of my parents were working and stuff like that. You know, there there was so much going on that, like, I was to my I was by myself a long uh, a long time, uh, at, at long periods of times, and because of that, I kind of didn't notice when the habit started. Uh, forming. I started um, masturbating, I guess. I don't even know if that's something that I'm allowed to say on (laughs) uh, (laughs) podcast things, but I I did. And um, seventh grader, just starting to indulge in these habits, you obviously aren't thinking about the consequences. And I remember there was days where I would literally, I literally would watch porn for hours and hours on end and there was actually one day so i used to at at that point in time we lived in an apartment complex where me my my brother and my two parents were in one apartment and then my brother and his wife and two kids were in another i remember we i went over to my brother's apartment once and he was like man you looks like you've been sleeping all day i was like yeah dude. And in reality, I had just been watching porn the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, that it, like little things like that. Um, little did I know I started forming probably one of the most destructive habits that I could, um, ever imagine. And it, it wasn't necessarily the, the porn itself, which, you know, over the years did turn more graphic and worse in nature as it does for anyone with a tolerance, but pretty much the habit, the, the, the 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 horrible nature of it was the addiction nature of it all, and it's something that still affects me today. And I guess I wanted to talk about it. Um, I still feel it, not in porn. Um, ever since getting a girlfriend, uh, I've had my. I, I I ever since getting a girlfriend, I've stopped watching it. Um, but e- but before then, I've had my struggles with it. But even then, before getting the girlfriend, I did. Um, like, I'm, I'm one for, like, with addiction, just going cold turkey. Um, I'm one to just, like, stop completely. And I would do that, you know. I would stop watching for, like, a couple months on end, and then I would relapse, and then I would f- fall into a destructive cycle. I would go on a bender and then, and then go cold turkey again, you know. And I did this for a while, um, eighth grade, all throughout high school, you know, just... Doing, I guess, what is customary for most teenagers, especially nowadays where porn is so accessible. I think the industry is absolutely atrocious, by the way. It's one of the worst things I think has... It's one of the worst examples of the profit motive I think I could ever imagine. But that's a whole nother discussion for another day. But in any case, I did just indulge in this habit for a long time. And quarantine, of course, didn't help. Um being secluded in my room for a long time. I often talk about my weight loss journey as simply being the weight and the body dysmorphia, which I will discuss in a little bit. But um, I think actually the most destructive of the habits has to be the, the porn, you know, simply because of the addiction and not not least because of the porn, but most so because of uh, the lack of self-control, I think is, is, is really the best way to put it. My porn addiction over the years was something that sort of epitomized everything I hated about myself it it became something that I hated to do yet couldn't stop doing you know it's it, it became something where I just kind of wanted it all to stop yet there was nothing to To stop it, it was something where there was a voice inside of my head telling me that it was wrong, but the voice that was telling me to keep going was even louder. And um, in that quarantine time, there was even a period where, like you know, it really got out of hand. You know, the, the porn watching would be minimum three times a day. I would needed in order to have any sort of level of content with life I would I I lived a life that clinged on the slight emotional high and rush of finishing you know and it was a very sad life for myself and it's something that it's sort of still difficult to cope with today but the reason I wanted to talk about it is also really just because not only is it hard to cope with today, but it's also something that still troubles me. And I'm mainly talking not because of the porn, but because of addiction in general. I think I have a very addictive personality. I think that, um, I tend to obsess over things down to little things like music. Like, um, lately for like the last, Couple months, I've literally been obsessed with uh, the album "Absolutely" by Dijon. Um, I literally sing it twenty four seven, and my girlfriend is and my friends are literally sick of it. Um, but that's just how it is, and I don't know why it is. You know, I maybe I'll talk to it with my therapist uh, when I get one. But um, and I'm, this is not meant to be a therapy session. But I really just wanted to lay it all out there and be as raw as I can be and tell you that you know, we struggle. Uh, I think currently the way that I struggle with my addict, my addictive habits has to do more with food. Um, And it's more so the emotional uh, clinging onto food that I tend to have. And uh, lately, I'm going to be real, I've had a, a lot of difficulty with controlling my food with controlling how much I eat, mainly just and, and I wanted to talk about it because I noticed that I feel the same things I did when I was when I would watch porn. I noticed that I would tell myself to stop, but the voice that is telling me to keep going was louder. And um, it's, it's something that I guess caused me to unintentionally bulk and lead to a point right now where just yesterday, I'm gonna be really honest, I was really insecure with my body and I hated myself and I would look in the mirror And I really didn't like what I see. And um, it's something that I, you know, it's just one of those crosses that I've bared for a long time. And I thought this is a good platform maybe to, to lay it all out. And, you know, I came into this episode knowing what I was going to talk about, but not really knowing what the objective was. And I think just by laying it all out and just being as raw as I can, hopefully, you know, I can help you um, to maybe to just give you the assuredness that other people are going through the same things and you know, you're not alone, you know, because I, I'm going through them as well. You know, uh, body dysmorphia. I don't, I'm, I, I hate like self-diagnosing. Like I hate like being like telling myself, Oh, I have depression, like just, just off of just telling yourself things. But, I don't know if I have body dysmorphia or not. I don't care for being diagnosed. All I can all I can say is that I do struggle with the image of my body mainly from like, you know, things that have happened in my childhood and stuff like that, but I don't really I don't know where it comes from. Um just as I don't know where pretty much anything comes from. Who knows like where our insecurities come from? But in any case, um yeah, I uh I do struggle a lot with my body. Um even though I lost like 100 pounds or whatever, you know, I, I, do, I do still, it, sometimes it feels like I, I didn't really make any progress, you know, or like I, I made progress, but like I'm not there yet, you know. And I, I kept the man boobs because um, I do have gynecomastia and it's something that it's like, it's pretty shitty to look at, you know, and um, maybe, I don't know. It, it it's really interesting to like just go into our heads and like if we speak things aloud, just realizing just how ridiculous they seem, you know? And in the end, like, what is it all worth? Like, you know, what is it all worth being so insecure about my body, about all of this when like our, our life is so finite, you know, and we should instead just appreciate everything we have, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's something that uh, that's that's gone through a lot through my head this week, sort of, kind of COVID. I've kind of bulked for the last couple of months now. Um, I was two hundred five. Now I am two twenty something. So it, I've, you know, I'm pretty hefty now, and um, a lot of it, I could thank God I was somewhat consistent in the gym, you know, but um, a lot of it was really just not being able to control what I eat. And it's funny, you know, I, I feel the same things I felt when I was addicted to porn, you know, and that's, I don't know if it's, if that's frightening or if that's pretty cool, you know, but in any case, uh, I'm writing, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm, uh, I'm doing this, um, podcast just after writing my newsletter. Um, I have spent a lot of the morning, and then after watching the Manchester United game, um, writing it, you know, kind of perfecting it. I, I a, wrote it based on sales, and I've talked a lot about my sales job in this podcast, you know, and um, I, I'm honestly feeling really good about it. Um, my my boss kind of yelled at me, and I'm—I I, lately I kind of feel like I'm on a no-no list, but I, I try not to let that, that that sort of get to me, that pressure get to me, because I know that I'm obviously more capable than, you know, I'm, I'm capable enough to just push myself through all of it. But, but yeah, honestly, so far, I think I'm going to, yeah, in a couple of days, I'm going to hit a month in the in the new job soon. And I seriously am feeling great about it. I... It's very draining. It's a very stressful industry. However, I'm starting to gain, like, you know, composure. I'm starting to get better at, you know, what I'm doing and not need as less. And, like, I don't, I'm trying to take pressure off of my shoulders and not get too overwhelmed at times. So, because of that, it's been much smoother. Um, But I will say, despite all of that, I will definitely think that everyone listening, anyone, ever should at some point in their life have a sales job and i think it's and i think it's just because it it does so much for so many fronts that helps you across all of your life like and like on on like intangible qualities like first of all for me being in a sales job at at the mall in the kiosk for like three years i came there as like this little fat shy kid like, um, and I was 15 and I came out of there as like a somewhat confident, you know, better man, you know what I'm saying? More sure of myself. And that's something that I 100 percent attribute a lot to the sales, you know, having to sell to sell to someone and like having to just do it, you know, and. You have to talk to people in a convincing way, and have to get people to buy from you. Like that's something that takes a lot of character, and it helped me like almost shape my social skills. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, it it's something that for everyone who's in that awkward teenage phase i think it's the perfect starting point like the perfect starting point is just putting you in that uncomfortable situation where you need where you have something someone has a need and want and you have to convey that they need and want your thing so bad that they need to give you their hard-earned money for it you know um and also because like personally i've said it before um in in previous podcast episodes, but I have made it a thing to um, I really have made it a thing to ask for advice and ask for tips. And this is something that is more of like a personal thing for me. It, It isn't just me taking the job seriously, because of course I am. But it's also more of just me trying to overcome that like part of the ego that tells me like I know it all you know and that's something that I struggle with a lot and probably I conveys even throughout this podcast I struggle with you know almost even telling myself that I'm not perfect like genuinely like and I know that sounds like a like an asshole thing to say but you know it just is the reality of it is and it's just the reality of the situation and i think this job has been pretty much the perfect like antidote to that like it's been perfect for me to like challenge myself and to tell myself that i'm not perfect and that there's so much for me to learn and because of that i've been so receptive to advice and so like i've been acting on it and it's been improving myself it's been improving me and i'm so proud of myself for that because like it's like i'm proving to myself that you know i i'm not this like asshole you know i'm i'm not not completely i'm not completely getting rid of my ego but i'm controlling it i'm harnessing it for the best parts as I, i said this in my newsletter i'm at it, at its best my ego gives me initiative it gives me bravery it gives me pers- perseverance but at my worst it gives me like the most like self-destructive and the most like know-it-all habits you know what i'm saying and because of this because of like the sort of unrelenting nature of sales and the fact that like also like in the position where i am where i'm selling contracts worth thousands of dollars to people people aren't just going to take that lightly it really like pushes you and it and it puts you in uncomfortable situations. And I think really that's like, that's a hundred percent like the catalyst for growth, like being able to be in an uncomfortable situation, take what you learn and grow from it. Like that's, that's the best thing for me. And that's how, that's how I've been. And I've been in so much, but I've learned so much over the past month that I truly, truly think that everyone listening really should have a sales job at some point in their life because it will give you invaluable qualities that will will sort of ricochet with every other corner of life. But yeah. That's really all I wanted to talk about today. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's podcast episode. As I said, next week, we are going to have a nice little special guest on. Um, someone, you know, ignite the conversation, make someone. And it's someone that I truly admire with all of my heart and is like one of the best people I've ever had the blessing to meet. So I'm really excited to have him on. We're going to have a great episode. Um, In any case, please just leave a review down below really helps. And as I said, yo, subscribe to the newsletter. I'm really getting in my mojo again about writing and I'm really enjoying it again. Um, So please just make sure you subscribe, make sure you check out the socials, all of that. And I really appreciate you for listening. If you're at this point, I love you, really. Like, <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, and, yeah, I'll see you next week for the 13th episode of the Tired Trip Podcast. And yeah, peace out.